Good morning everyone and welcome to CrossFit Online. Uh, it's lovely to be able to share with you this morning uh, this message and I really hope that all of you are doing well, those that have been uh, staying at home and tuning in via YouTube and uh, I trust that you are ready to dig into the Lord's Word once again this morning as we turn to something different for a change just to take a glance and maybe take a breather from the things that we have been looking at. And in many ways, I hope that this morning will serve as a reminder, but also as a, a time to take stock, to check, check in on your health, on your spiritual health. As we've been so concerned this last year uh, of just looking at our health and worried about our health with regards to things like COVID, as well as all the other pressures and stresses of life on top of it. But uh, this morning, I really hope that today may be a type of a, a health check, uh, just to look and see where are we after a year of just complicated living and lifestyle and all sorts of challenges. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, so perhaps that's a question that you ask yourself daily. Uh, maybe you don't want to ask the question, how am I doing? Uh, but this morning, I want us to really ask the question, well, how am I doing spiritually? How is my heart? How is my head? Uh, and how is my walk with the Lord doing? Uh, and perhaps asking that question already brings a whole bunch of emotions to the surface. Uh, feelings of uncertainty, feelings of guilt, feelings of uh, frustration, perhaps feelings of you name it. Perhaps there are multiple amounts of feelings that you are feeling this morning. Uh, if I ask that question, how are you doing? How is your heart? How is your faith? How is your walk with the Lord? Uh, are you surviving? Are you hanging in there? Are you exhausted? Are you drained? How are you doing? Uh, and it was just in, in a number of areas in this last week that uh, that this topic has really grown uh, and, and developed for me personally and particularly in my own heart, just really asking that question, where am I spiritually? Where am I in my heart and my head? Where am I uh, in my walk with the Lord? And I thought, well, let's look at it for the next two weeks. Let's consider some things in the Lord's Word and have a discussion uh, and engagement around those uh, thoughts and those things. Uh, that we can explore. <clears throat> this morning, I'll be taking us through a passage in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9. We're going to read that in a moment. Uh, but before I do, uh, let me open in a word of prayer for us, and then we'll, uh, we'll tackle it. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we can look at your word, that we can discover a little bit more deeply uh, the significance of who you are in light of our current struggles, our current suffering, our current hardship, or perhaps our current state of being okay. But Lord, I pray that this morning we may really ask some tough questions of ourselves, uh, but also really get to see the fantastic news of uh, your gospel, of your Son, Jesus Christ, that we may find peace that we may find rest, but that we may find endurance and encouragement to keep on going. So gracious Father, I do pray that as we turn to your word this morning, that you will stir us, fill us with a fresh sense of joy for who you are and what you have done for us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, let me read for us in 1 Corinthians 9. I'm not going to read the entirety of the chapter. There's a lot happening in 1 Corinthians. There's actually heaps happening in 1 Corinthians. But I just want to highlight uh, one or two things in the end of 1 Corinthians 9 for us that Paul says. And really use that as a way of uh, considering a little bit more deeply uh, what is our spiritual health looking like. Uh, Or perhaps you want to rephrase it and say our spiritual fitness looking like. Are you feeling fit for the gospel? Uh, And I want us to explore that this morning. So let's read and let's see what Paul says in 1 Corinthians uh, 9, starting at verse 24. It reads, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. And we're just going to read that. But isn't it a fantastic passage? Uh, It kind of gets you into the, really gives you an image of uh, this athlete, this uh, runner or the boxer image that you get there. You get these two incredible images here by Paul. And what fantastic images, because as I was thinking about it, I thought, sure, what it must feel like to be an athlete. Uh, I'm not myself an athlete in that format. I'm not a runner. Uh, I can perhaps run away from something if I really have to, uh, and I should be able to make good time there. But beyond that, I cannot break records. I am not uh, a fast runner in that regard. But imagine being someone, and just think about this for a moment, imagine being someone like a Usain Bolt, uh, who has an incredible ability to run fast. And I mean fast. Uh, If you think about it, he trains, he works hard the whole time to, to stay as a prime top athlete. And as he trains, he enters these races to run. And it's incredible because it must be something completely beyond our understanding, unless you are an athlete, but beyond at least my understanding or experience of what it must be like to be an athlete like Usain Bolt. Here you enter a competition, you're going to run a 100 meter sprint and as you enter you know that you have the ability to win this race. And if you think back to perhaps one of the most incredible races, uh, at least at the start of Usain Bolt's career in uh, the Olympics in Beijing, as he ran and he uh, broke the records but he also ran, he ran away from everyone. The, this, the gap that he left uh, was phenomenal. And we could see his true raw ability to run. Uh, but imagine being an athlete like that. That when you enter your next race, you know that you have the potential to win yet again. Uh, that is really something worth uh, considering. As Paul highlights here, in a race like that, there is only one winner. And that is the... Well, there's one true winner. And that is the one that wins the race that comes first. And to enter a race knowing that you are going to win must be an incredible feeling. To enter a race to know that 
you have this already in the bag must be an incredible uh, experience. Then, as I was thinking about that, my question actually became, well, what is then the purpose of training if you are one of these top athletes? Yes, the athletes will train to make sure that they do their best to win. But imagine being an athlete who knows he's going to win or she's going to win. That you enter this race knowing you're going to win. And as you start training, your purpose for training is not to win, but actually to remain on top. To remain the best of the best. And Paul uses this image of, of being an athlete. And I think it's a fantastic image because it helps us to really consider, uh, well, the kind of thing that, uh, that this walk, this faith is about. Uh, to be a Christian is not simply a walk in the park. It's not a lazing around on a bench or lying down on a bed. It is a run. There is a race at hand. And uh, Paul uses this fantastic image and then he uses another image of a boxer as well. That there is, it's not a purposeless thing. There is an intention, there is a motive and it's to be the best of the best. But when it comes to being a Christian for us today, the real question is, or at least what Paul highlights, is that there is no one single winner. In the sense that if you start running, it's not about you beating the person next to you as a Christian. That's not the purpose. That's not the point. It's not about how good you can be, if we can put it that way. Uh, and that's, that's an interesting comment that at least Paul picks up on there. So if we just want to highlight that again, uh, just picking up in the first two verses, it says, uh, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets a prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. And this picture of the race is that you want to train. You want to be the best. And you want to uh, run this race as best as you can. Uh, but what makes it so phenomenal is that we are running for a different prize. We are running for something that... Uh, sets us apart of something that doesn't fade or perish or spoil, something that will last forever. And what's so phenomenal about this uh, this little passage of that of, of what Paul says here in one Corinthians is he highlights this idea of running. And perhaps uh, you feel that this passage isn't simply about running and that there's a couple of other aspects. And you're quite right; there are many other aspects. But what makes this quite a phenomenal passage for us to look at today? is Paul's use of the, the, the verb here in the first, or in the, in the second uh, verse there, verse 25, uh, sorry, at the end of verse 24, run in such a way as to get the prize. And what's significant about this is, out of all the verbs that get used in this passage, uh, Paul highlights this idea. It's actually not an indicative, it's an imperative where he says, run in such a way. This is something you must do, is run. Uh, and so out of all the verbs, it actually jumps out at us. It, it stands out that Paul is calling people to run. He's saying, don't, don't be idle, don't stand by, don't waste away, but run, run, run. And so that's an encouragement in one sense that Paul is trying to give. But for us today, we, we consider this and say, but 
I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like I'm fit. I don't feel like I've trained enough. I don't feel like I'm capable of doing this. Perhaps you feel like you failed already. You have The race hasn't even begun in your mind, or maybe it has, but you feel like you failed before it has begun, or you feel like you, you're running out of energy. And perhaps after this last year, you're feeling exhausted. And so this morning, that's why I say it's a bit of a health check as well that we are doing this morning, a spiritual health check. Are you feeling exhausted? Perhaps a lot of us, you may be in the same camp. You feel exhausted after a year of just obscurity and weird challenges that we've had to face. And you feel like you just can't carry on. You feel so tired and exhausted by the idea that you need to keep running. And I want to encourage us this morning that Paul's uh, imperative call to continue to run is, is not one that is measured by our own ability. We are going to fail to run. That is without question. Our training is going to fail us. Uh, but we are called to run, to train, to, to be fit for the gospel. And Paul uses it personally as well as he uses it corporately here. He calls all to run. And then he reflects on himself that he doesn't train, he doesn't run, he doesn't box for nothing. He does it for a reason. And he calls us all to do it. Paul does it personally because he doesn't want to lose out on the prize at the end of the day. But for us today, he is reminding us too that we too can compete. We can too run and we can too train. Uh, Paul has other other ideas here in his training. If we carry on there, uh, just looking at what it says in verse 26. Therefore I do not run like someone running aimlessly. Notice that. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preach to to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. He's putting his body into immense training. He is trying his best to keep his body fit for the gospel. And so looking at this passage and considering it today, as I say, perhaps you're feeling exhausted, that you can't, you don't feel like continuing to train and box Uh, You feel like perhaps you're boxing the air or that this race is for nothing. But I can promise you this, that this race is not yet over and it's not yet for nothing. This race that he calls us to run, uh, there is a prize at the end. And that prize is something that will last forever. That prize is life. And though you feel like you are void of all life at this point, or you're exhausted or whatever you're feeling at this point, There is a prize that so far surpasses uh, what you may currently feel. Paul calls us to run, to run, to win the prize. And so the question is, well, what exactly is this prize? And how is it that I can continue to run? Am I even able to continue to run? I don't feel like it. And Paul says, well, the prize as he's wrapped up in there, is something that lasts forever. The prize is life in Jesus Christ. The prize is that we are to be restored. The the training that we need to endure is training in righteousness, is training in being shaped into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
And perhaps you look at the last year and you say, I'm exhausted from it. I, I feel like I can't carry on. Or I feel like it was pointless. Or I feel like, why was this all necessary? And it's exactly that. That part of it, not saying that it's only that, but part of it is that for the very reason of us in being in training, we are being trained and shaped and molded and made into the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so what we face and what we endure is helping to train us. It is in those moments that our body is then beaten into uh, submission, if you want to put it that way, or that we are trying to get ourselves in line with who Christ is. And here's the thing. Perhaps I say that and immediately you feel, but I failed to do that. Or I didn't measure up to that. Or, you know what, I've never been good at training. But here's the reality. Even if you fail, and we will, time and again, here's the good news. We have someone that has been perfectly trained, that has perfectly run the race. And not only has he perfectly run the race, but he has been victorious. And that is our Lord Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ, he has run this race for us. Jesus Christ has not only run the race for us, but he has had the victory. He has won the crown. And so when we run, we are running in him. We are running for the crown that he has already acquired. And it's actually such a beautiful picture for us today that this life that we are facing, this hardship and all the challenges that we are enduring through, we can be reminded that Jesus Christ has run the race and in him is the victory. So as we run today, we don't run out of our, our own ability. We don't run because we want to be, in one sense, trying to get the prize for ourselves but we run because Christ has already got the prize for us we run because he ran and as you consider uh, perhaps your own circumstance your own uh, situation that you're in uh, to run is not something that should feel exhausting or tiring but if you're trying to run the race to to be the best to get the prize you're going to get tired but if you run the race to know that Christ has run the race and he has won the race and he has got the prize, we train and we run and we continue to go, not because we have to get there, but because Christ has already achieved it. So the good news for you today is if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling exhausted, it's okay. It is okay. Admit it. There is nothing wrong with feeling exhausted or tired at times. But can you take stock? Are you able to recognize it? And perhaps take stock and evaluate. Have I been running the race to try and do? And, or have I failed perhaps to see that it's already been done? You see, we try and run this race called life with the intention of becoming the best or doing better or sometimes without even realizing we run the race because we think we need to run the race to be saved. But unfortunately it doesn't work that way. 
And maybe that's why you're feeling tired today. Because you've been running so hard in the hope that that is going to save you. But the reality is that Jesus Christ is the only one that could run the race perfectly. That could win the race. That could have the victory. That wears the crown. And when we run in light of Him, when we run for Him, and in Him, and through Him, and to Him, we will then receive the same crown that He wears. And that's good news. That gives us relief. Perhaps you can just breathe a sigh of relief knowing that Jesus Christ has won the race. And that for you today, you don't need to continue to run in order to be saved. But now you need you get to run because you have the victory. So going back to that picture of Usain Bolt and perhaps other athletes like him, imagine that. Imagine being like him for a moment. That you enter a race not hopeful in some ways that you will win, but confident that you will win. We get to enter this race that we call living for Jesus Christ. We get to enter this race holding on to the certainty of the victory. As long as you are running for Him, as long as you are believing, trusting in Him, our training, our running, and our victory end up in Him. And that's such a relief for us. And I think this is what Paul in some ways recognizes in this passage. As he calls us, he doesn't... What makes it so fascinating is he doesn't make the, the call to train imperative. But he makes the running, the necessity to run the imperative. So how do we understand that? If you want to put it in a slightly more Christianese kind of format, if you want to put it that way. Running is the equivalent of believe. Believe in Jesus Christ. Trust in Him. Hold on to Him. And as you do that, He frees you. Because in Him you realize that you have victory. In Him you realize that no matter what this world will throw at you, ultimately He has given you The promise of life in Him. The crown of victory. And so as you then train, your training is not to win above everyone else. Your training is there to continue to help you to run, to believe, to hold on to Him. That's why we train then. We become free to train because He has won. And even if we are feeling weak or in a space where we feel like we just can't carry on, breathe. Take a moment. If you're feeling guilty because you aren't training the way you ought to or you think you ought to, you may be right. We can always train better. But perhaps that sense of guilt is that you're putting the judgment on yourself. That you're judging yourself and your own ability to continue to run 
or to train yourself above what Christ has already done. Now, I'm not saying that it doesn't mean we do, that we don't do anything, that it means we sit back. Nowhere in this passage does Paul give us merit to sit. But he calls us, he commands us, he stresses the fact that we must run. He doesn't say how fast. He doesn't say how hard. He doesn't say how long. He just says, run. Run in your ability as best you can. Run so that you can take hold of the prize. Believe. Don't give up. Keep enduring. And if you're feeling like you are exhausted, talk to someone. Maybe after this, turn to the person sitting next to you if there is someone next to you. Get on the phone. Phone someone. But talk to someone and share with them where you're at. Do a health check with one another. Ask one another, are you still running or are you sitting on the bench? Are you running for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Are you running in the knowledge of the victory that he has given us? Does it fill you with joy and peace and comfort to know that as you endure whatever this year may throw at you, That no matter what may come, that as long as you keep running, you will inherit, you will receive the victory and the crown that our Savior has won for us. What good news. Gives us the freedom to train, not the duty. Gives us the freedom to persevere. And it takes away... Can I say the religiousness or the religiosity of having to do, do, do and rest in the knowledge that in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it has been done. Let's pray together. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this passage. We thank you that Paul in in the middle of this incredible letter that he writes, he says something so profound that for himself, he doesn't want to be disqualified from this race. And so because of that, he continues to run. But as he runs, he runs in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that we may run in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, that we know that Jesus Christ has run the race, that he has the victory and in him, we will inherit the crown. And Lord, I pray that as we persevere, as we go through whatever this life may throw at us, that we may be reminded that this race that we run has been won in Christ. But as we run it, we are training, we are being equipped, we are being refined. But that the training and the refining is all grounded in, in the awareness that we have the victory in Jesus Christ. As long as we trust and believe in Jesus Christ, we have hope. We have a future. We have a crown that will last forever. So gracious Father, I do pray that as we wrestle through this, as we are reminded of this, as we consider Paul and what he has said for us here, I pray that we may run, that we may not sit, that we may not give up, No matter how hard things get, 
even if it is just a holding on to the hem of your robe, that we will not give up and that we will continue to run for the sake of what you have made available to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I pray for everybody that is listening in, that is wrestling with this, that we may take stock of our hearts and our lives and our spiritual walk and that we may be reminding one another to run. Keep running. Don't give up. Because Jesus Christ has won the race. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. And I really hope that this fills you with a joy and a freedom to continue to persevere and run because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Have a lovely day and we'll see you all next week. Cheers. Bye.